Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Not Your Average Music Therapist. And um, this is going to be a great episode because the person I'm talking with is not a music therapist. (laughs) (laughs) And never was, never was. Because we have some guests on the podcast sometimes who were... um, music therapists and then they went on to something else or uh they're not yet music therapists but this person we're talking with today um never went into music therapy or anything like that Mm -hmm. (laughs) although he is a musician and i say he because this is our first male identifying guest on the show too so i'm can you hear my excitement (laughs) (laughs) I'm excited. So everyone, I would love to welcome Tim Miller to the podcast. Um, He is a very special person in my life um, for so many reasons, but I guess the biggest reason is this is my brother. Everyone, (laughs) meet my brother, Tim. (laughs) Hi, everybody. Um, So I have I have two brothers, one older, one younger. So Tim is my younger brother um, by a handful of years. And um, what's really cool is that even though there's a few years apart between us, we're still really close. Um, mm-hmm. We have a good connection. Yeah, it doesn't really feel like it's too far, too far away. Yeah, not too bad. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's great. And so... Tim, I didn't really introduce you yet, but before I like tell people who you are and what you do, can I just ask you, um, did you ever think that years into the future, after we left mom and dad's house, that we would one day be living together? You know, I think about this all the time. (laughs) Really? Yeah. I think about like where I am now and if I would ever think that I would be here right now. Yeah. Um, and answer your question. No, I didn't think that was ever going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> if you, like, if if back then you knew that we'd be living together now, I wonder if you'd be like, no way. Like, I don't want to live with Kim. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think maybe, yeah. Oh, you'd be um, like, no even way. Even a year ago. Oh, really? Sorry. Even a year ago, I wouldn't think that we'd be living together. Mm-hmm. But it just, I feel like it just worked out the timing and everything just kind of aligned in this way where it was like the best case scenario to live together and try it out and just have fun being in the same space. (laughs) Yeah. It's been forever since we've been in the same place even. Yeah. I like, I can't remember... Really what it felt like when we lived together before, <laughs> which is interesting. Yeah, me neither. I'm laughing because all I can think of was we were really young and we would get into fights. Yeah, I think when you moved out, I was maybe 16, 15 or 16. Oh, wow, yeah. So ten, that's 10 years oh, no, for me. Wait. You were... I moved out at 18, so you must have been 13. Oh, my gosh. Holy cow. (laughs) 12 years ago, yeah. Uh, So many years. Yeah, so I don't even even recall what the dynamic was like. Getting in fights and (laughs) chasing you with the char of peanut butter, which is so mean. Oh, my God. (laughs) So a little backstory to that. I'm allergic to peanut butter, (laughs) so when... We would have fights. Kim would get the ultimate, the ultimate thing against me, and that was peanut butter. I was really mean. Like that's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> what was even funnier is that we would always just have it on hand. Mm-hmm. Like it was just always there. Yeah, yeah. We, you couldn't have, you couldn't have, or even be near peanuts, and yet it was like a staple in our house. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was. Oh my goodness! Wow. Um, so I'll do a little intro for you, Tim. So Tim is, Mm -hmm. um, a recent grad from William Patterson University in New Jersey, a great school. And he is a photographer, excellent photographer. If you look at 
any of the shots that I have on Instagram or my website, you will likely see um, a lot of his photography. Just so good. Um, he is a lover of music, a musician himself, plays a trumpet, plays guitar. Um, and I don't know, I feel like it's so cool to be reconnected as much as we are right now because I'm seeing you come alive with all of these things, like connecting with yourself and connecting with like everything around you. Like even like seeing your room come together, it's like all this art is bursting forth and you have like this corner with all these notebooks and these brushes. So Tim's also an artist in, I think, every sense of the word. So I appreciate that. I don't know if you, you wanted to add anything to that, Tim. Um, yeah, just about moving out of our parents' house or something about that where you can just truly express uh, who you are mm-hmm. and kind of explore it a little more. And, and I think that's what you're getting at. I totally agree. Yeah. Because I think when we last lived together, I didn't really know these things about myself yet. I didn't know mm-hmm. I wanted to do art. I didn't know. I wanted um, to choose this career path. Mm-hmm. So now that I have all these like kind of answers, I guess it's uh, being easier. It's been getting easier to express it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a cool time of life that you're in right now. Yeah, it's it's really cool. I I feel so like so much freedom. Yeah, I feel like that's something that we can talk about more on this episode. Um, sure. Because you're, you're a recent grad, you are a new professional, you are a 20-something-year-old. <laughs> All of those things, it's like this vibrant time of life. Um, and it, it's starting to become uh, warmer and sunnier outside, like the seasons are changing, so that's kind of like a similar thing with with I guess what's happening with your life yeah everything is just changing mm-hmm. um so I think change is a is very good right now for me at least yeah it's a big theme in my life mm. is it is it hard for you to embrace change or are you finding it to be easier than you thought I'm finding it to be much easier than I thought really yeah I think I'm just realizing how much I didn't like where I used to be Mm-hmm. So being not in a physical sense, but also like a mental sense, mm-hmm. um, like being out of school and uh, having um, all these things I have to take care of, I'm kind of embracing it. I kind of enjoy it mm-hmm. more than relying on other people to help. Yeah, it's like you're coming into your own. Absolutely. You're, you're experiencing adulting firsthand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am. <laughs> And I, I was actually pretty excited for that when I was uh, getting out of our parents' house. I was pretty excited to do all those big boy stuff, mm-hmm. big boy things. <laughs> <laughs> big boy things. <laughs> like the adult stuff, like getting um, New York plates for my car, all that, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff, which I still haven't done. <laughs> oh, gosh. But that's been, like, one of the things that you've been most excited about. Yeah, because I... Um, it's just interesting that I won't have New Jersey plates on my car. It's like a small, it's a small detail, Mm -hmm. but it just, for me, it means so much. Like, oh, I live in New York now. Yeah. Interesting. It's like you're detaching from the familiar and you're becoming yourself, even in the small way of, I live in a different state. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, so cool. (laughs) Um, so I just have to mention this because I see it in your room right now. Um, so Tim in one of his art classes created a guitar. Like I, I just think it's one of the coolest things. So I had to like bring it up. Um, and I'm sure if people search Instagram somewhere, (laughs) they can find it. I don't think it's on Instagram. Would you put it on Instagram? I would. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Uh Oh, hold on. I just knocked my I knocked my headphones out of my ears because of my elbow. Okay. So you would put it up on Instagram? Yes, I would put a picture of my tree guitar on Instagram. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
Go ahead. Do you explain want me it. to uh, explain it? Mm-hmm. So I took a sculpture class at school, and we had to create a guitar. Like that was just the assignment. Um, Wait, or, the assignment was to create a guitar. Yeah, it it was a little interesting. It wasn't like a normal <laughs> sculpture class. Um, either like a guitar or something that can produce sound. Oh. But I say guitar because right before we had this assignment. We all made cigar box guitars. Oh, which fun. is yeah, which is a cigar box with just one string on it, mm-hmm. like one guitar string. So we were all making that first, and then he was like, "Okay, try and make something else with what you learned." Mm. So my idea was to go into the woods right behind my school, like my school is located on a very foresty area. Um, I went into the woods. I got like a kind of large log. And then I started shaving it off, and I um I left kind of the, all the bark back on it, but just like the front is all shaved and sanded. Mm-hmm. So that was going to be the neck of the guitar, and then I cut up cut up a piece of the guitar, the wood for the bridge section. Oh yeah. And then put electronics in there, and mm-hmm. then I cut the top part of the guitar for the headstock, I think that's what it's called. Um, like the top of the guitar. Mm-hmm. And then I put like the, where all tuning, the tuning pegs. pegs are, yeah. yeah, so I put the tuning pegs on there. So basically I found a piece of wood and then I converted it into a guitar. And I put six strings on it. And then it can actually plug into an amp and uh, oh you can play it with like goodness. a slide. So it's like a slide guitar. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite parts when, when you first showed it to me too was that you um, added a couple leaves onto it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that wasn't planned. Um, during a critique, they were like, we can still see the wires. It kind of doesn't look finished. Oh. So I think like like right after that, I just went outside and I found some leaves and I just hot glued them on. That's hilarious. I thought it <laughs> yeah. was like very purposeful. Like you wanted to give the aesthetic of like the tree is still in nature. <laughs> No, it just kind of worked out that way. Oh, I wanted cool. to keep that feel, and I think the best way to cover it up was to put leaves over it. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, wow. That I, I'm so glad that we talked about that guitar, because I just think it's yeah. a cool thing. Um, Thank you. Thank you. So, Tim, we have you on the podcast today to talk a little bit about your experience in music therapy, because... Um, you had you had a time in your life where you did experience music therapy and you know as a music therapist myself i'm not going to just go and ask my client if i can talk with them about their experience in music therapy that would really like change the dynamics between us and make it weird and also hipaa and um confidentiality but um you brought it up even yourself that you'd be interested in sharing your experience um And I just think it would be so rich for everyone listening to hear from the perspective of a client, of a music therapy client. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And I, I think too, we, we should keep in mind that when we hear this story, like, let's not think about what the music therapist did or didn't do because we all have different styles of working. We all come into music therapy with different methods in our bag. Um, But I think it would be really cool just to hear about uh, the experience and what it really meant to a client. So Tim, would you tell us a little bit about that? Absolutely. So about, I think four or five years ago, 2017, I was going through a kind of rough patch. Um, I was diagnosed with depression and anxiety, and part of the treatment for that was group therapy sessions. And I didn't know going into it that there was going to be a music therapist there. Um, Yeah, so when I got there, I saw a person with the guitar... (laughs) And I was like, no way, this can't be real. (laughs) Because I know you're a music therapist, like I knew that then. And I, like, I think the first thing I said to her was like, are you a music therapist? And she's like, yeah, I am. And I'm like, my sister's a music therapist, this is so cool. Yeah. So, 
and that's, that's how that's how like the first session kind of started. That's so cool, and <laughs> I think it's so funny too because as music therapists, we hardly ever get asked directly like are you a music therapist because people don't realize they don't people don't know what it is um they're just like oh you're a musician but they don't know Mm -hmm. like we're actually certified music therapists so you went in there knowing what music therapy is your sister's a music therapist and you're like wait a second is this really what it is (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, going into it, I'd never met a music therapist other than you. Oh, so I was excited for that reason. Yeah. And I was also excited to kind of like show her that I knew what it was. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like brag about like, yeah, I know a music therapy is. <laughs> you want it to look good in the eyes of the music therapist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, so that's that's how it started. And that's why I was in a position where I was a client of music therapy. Mm-hmm. Oh, so cool. Um, so, okay, so you so you get to this group therapy session and you see this person with a guitar and you're like, oh my goodness, music therapy? And then you realize it's music therapy. So um, how, how did the group go? Like, what did you do, if you don't mind sharing? Yeah. Oh, of course. So the first thing that happened... So it was kind of a long time ago, so I'm trying to, like, recall everything. Mm -hmm. The first thing that happened was she just brought her uh, guitar out and started playing um, Blue Sky or... Blue Skies? Smiling at me? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, a really positive song, Mm -hmm. right? So she started playing that just, like, I guess to warm up the group. Cool. Um, So that was how it started, and then when she ended... I think she talked about that song mm. and how it was like looking up because we were all going there for those those same like causes like everyone I'm pretty sure had depression or anxiety different like mental health challenges. Yeah, absolutely. So um, we were all kind of in that kind of mood mm. at that point. Mm-hmm. So I think um, it felt uh, kind she, of like heavy or down. Yeah, yeah, that's a better way to to put it. Um, so she played that song and explained it like there are, are better times ahead. That's it's not always gonna be like this. Mm. I I remember getting that from just that first part of the session. Wow. So that was cool, and also I was enjoying it um, <laughs> because I like hearing people sing and play like live in front of me. Mm-hmm. So that was an aspect of music therapy I liked the most because in the previous talk therapy I had. It was kind of back and forth conversation, but this time I can just sit down and just be there, be present for what's happening. Mm. And then after the song, then we discuss. Mm-hmm. So it was, a, it was a different process, but I really, really enjoyed that. Mm. It felt like so nice to maybe not have the pressure of needing to talk all the time. Exactly. That's exactly what I was I was mm-hmm. trying to say. Yeah, it it was, it was like a breath of fresh air. Mm-hmm. I would say, um, just the way we started. Yeah. Just from, like just from the start, it was like wow, this is, this isn't just like group therapy. This is something like much more. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. And when I think about it, you know, hearing it from your perspective, um, I think about how nice it must be to have that space to process and think just yourself. Like during the music, you can be in your mind and you don't have to be like giving anything externally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that, that, that was a big part of it too, for me, Mm. at least personally. That's cool. So after she played the first song, um, she brought out this huge binder and it just had, like, maybe, like, 50 songs in it. Mm-hmm. And um, I think there were about, like, six or seven of us. Mm-hmm. So she would give the binder to the first person, and then they would look through it real quick and then choose a song. And then she would play it for all of us. Mm. Um, and then after she played it, I think she would ask, like, the person why you picked it. Mm-hmm. And then after that reason, she will talk about, like, the lyrics behind the song and kind of the situation um, 
we're in when we kind of hear those lyrics. Mm -hmm. So it was a lot of analysis over the lyrics. Yeah. Yeah. And were the songs, um, like, did everyone, was everyone able to find a song that they knew? Like, was it songs that you knew or just, like, random songs that you didn't even know? Yeah, I probably knew every 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 one of those songs. Oh, really? So it was okay. Like, yeah, it was mostly popular songs. Mm-hmm. That's cool because then people can have that like personal connection to the song. Mm-hmm. And like, as a music therapist, now I'm thinking like, that's a that's a really cool way to go about um, a group session and be able to play all of the songs and the music like you pick them out ahead of time because you know that you know them like inside and out but then also they're popular enough songs that your clients will know them Mm -hmm. like I just think about my perspective like oh yeah that's a great way to do it Um, and it gives the client to a little more guidance in picking the songs because oftentimes you know I'll go up to a client and be like oh what's your favorite song or what song do you want to hear? And it's like, you have to try to rack your brain for a song out of like millions of songs that you've heard throughout your life. And so that must've been a little easier for maybe you as a client to be like, Oh, okay. I really like this one right here, right in front of me. Uh, Yeah. It was cause it's hard. Like if you ask me right now, what my favorite song was, I couldn't tell you. Yeah. But if you gave me a list of songs and choose my favorite out of that list, Mm -hmm. that's so much easier. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was especially exciting because we get to hear the song right there. Right like, then right, and right there. Right then and there. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So that was, like, really impactful for you to have, like, music live right in front of you. Yeah. I think because of my background of playing music myself, mm-hmm. that's something that really touches me yeah. on a deeper level. I really connect with it. And I... Like, going into this, I wasn't expecting a music therapist to be there. Yeah, yeah. Like, I kind of didn't know this was going to happen. And it was like, it's just such a nice surprise. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about your musical background? Oh, absolutely. So in high school, well, in elementary school, I started playing trumpet. And then in high school, I joined the marching band um, because somebody in my family was in the marching (laughs) band before me. A couple people. Oh yeah, Chris yeah. Too. <laughs> our brother, yeah, our, our brother was in the marching band before uh, Kim. So I was always around that. Mm-hmm. Like with, we would always go to your games and see you uh, perform, like the halftime shows, and uh, then you're a drum major mm-hmm. at one point. So I knew I was going to be in the marching band. Yeah. Like from an early <laughs> age, like as soon as I started playing trumpet, I'm like, okay. This is going to progress into um, marching band. And I actually joined uh, when I was in eighth grade. Oh, yeah. The high school marching band. Our our high school, um, I guess, had a program where eighth graders can join. Mm -hmm. Even though they weren't part of the same school. So, yeah, in high school I played uh, trumpet. And then I think when I was 15 or 16, I got a guitar. And then I picked that up and... um, yeah, I just kept playing trumpet, and then when I was 16, I joined the Hawthorne Caballeros, mm-hmm. which is a drum and bugle corps, which is um, a marching band without, like, flutes, clarinets, saxophones, mm-hmm. so it's just brass, mm-hmm. and the one I was a part of is all age, oh, and cool. um, it's not tied to any, like, institution, mm-hmm. it's just his own... Um, its own thing so you would join and like anybody can join at that um when i was a part of anybody can join all age and we would tour around the east coast um in the summers so i joined in 2012 and i remember that first summer um we went all around like we went to massachusetts we went to uh rhode island and we actually went to rochester Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which is which is where we live now, which, like, if you told me back then when I was playing yeah. trumpet um, at the stadium in Rochester that I would be living here one day, I'm like, I'm like no, I won't. <laughs> um, yeah, so I was part of the drum and bugle corps for four years. I played trumpet there. Um, 
that was very fun. That was a huge part of my life. I met a lot of uh, friends and just a lot of good times. Mm-hmm. And then with guitar, too, you uh, played at our wedding. I did. Yeah. yeah. I played at your wedding. That was really special. I think both you and Greg um, composed like a little piece to play while everyone was walking down the aisles. Or the aisle, one aisle. <laughs> yeah. Actually, mm-hmm. I forgot about that. Because I remember Greg composed a song for me to play when you came down the aisle. Mm-hmm. And I had to learn that. And that was like so hard for me to learn. Oh my even gosh. Though it was like so simple. It was so, it was so good. <laughs> that was like the one time that I cried that day. <laughs> oh, that's, that's so sweet. Um, but yeah, I think when everyone was walking down the aisles... Uh, like not you, like before you, mm-hmm. your, uh, the whole the bridal, bridal party. party. I think that was something I, I uh, composed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was. So you have this like rich musical background, being part of ensembles and like small uh, like organizations like Caballeros, this music mm-hmm. group that toured the East Coast. Um, so. It's really cool to think about that in respect to your time in music therapy because you brought that entire history, being from a musical family, playing in music groups yourself, um, picking up the guitar all on your own, and now you come to this space and it's like music is your guide. Yeah. There was like a huge level of comfort in that. Mm. I think that's why it impacted me so much. Yeah. Because that's something that like I... I was craving at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, like, again, I wasn't expecting music to be part of treatment. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, one of the things that I never knew I needed. Wow. Yeah, from, from like, an outside source. Mm-hmm. Like, not from me putting on my favorite song or from me playing guitar, but from someone else playing for me, and then we just dive in deeper. Mm-hmm. Like having another person facilitate the experience for you and yeah. kind of like like guiding you along through it. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. Yeah, and someone who understood uh, the psychology of everything more than I did. Mm-hmm. I think that's what helped too. Yeah. Like understood like why I was feeling the way I was and why this lyric and this specific song impacted me the way it did. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering now, from your experience in music therapy, like what what carried over or what is still with you from that time or what what did you learn from that time that you took into your everyday life? That's a really good question. Yeah, I think it just, it let me have a deeper appreciation mm. for um, for certain songs. Mm. Um, and it kind of, it taught me that if I, if I'm in a certain mood and need like a pick me up, I can go to a certain song mm. and it, it also allows me the space to dive deeper into a song. Mm. So it kind of gave you like the skills to be able to do that on your own. Yes. Yeah. It, it kind of showed me it was possible. Yeah. Um, through someone else doing it for me. Uh, yeah, I think that that's what carried over. And it also taught me about myself and how important music is to me. Wow. Like, I didn't know that was going to affect me that much. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it was, it was a really, a real eye-opening experience. And I did think about it uh, from time to time. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. It it sounds like music therapy for you at that time was a lifeline. It was that comforting, familiar thing that could help you um, get through a very heavy and emotional moment. And now, it, and now you know that it's with you all the time. And now you know that you can come to it in that same way. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, it was it was amazing. Do you think you'd ever try music therapy again? One hundred percent. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, I I thought you might ask, and absolutely. Yeah, yeah. 
Even like when I play certain songs on my guitar, I get that that feeling. Oh really? Like when I hear them come to life. Mm-hmm. Other than from like a recording. Mm-hmm. When I hear the music just like in real life, just like just filling up the space you're in and just being present with those notes and those chords. Mm. Like there's just something about that. Mm-hmm. And to answer your question before, I think that also is what carried over. Mm, yeah. yeah. Exploring music in that way yourself. Yes. Physically playing it. Physically playing it. Almost like yeah. you are the therapist over your life, guiding your life. That's, that's good. <laughs> We're getting deep now. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's so true. Oh, that's a good quote. Um, and, I mean, something that we do know about music therapy from the research is that um it's been more effective with music therapists using live music than music therapists just using recorded music because there's yeah there's that personal connection with with the person right in front of you like actually making the music or making music together it did you do that in music therapy did you make music um together like have instruments or sing along or actually yes now that you mm. mention it we did mm-hmm. i'm just remembering it right now wow i believe we had tambourines oh cool and um those drums mm-hmm. like bongos or djembes yes, djembes mm-hmm. yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> i i totally forgot all about yeah. that yeah and i'm pretty sure we had to sing along but um I don't think not many people sang. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. We, I remember I remember hitting the tambourine. I think we actually took turns trying each different instrument. Oh, nice. What was... Oh, this is going to be funny. What was funny was that I wanted to play the guitar. Oh. <laughs> not... The, <laughs> I didn't want to play the drums or the tambourine. I'm yeah. like, oh, can I just play your guitar? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you wind up playing the guitar? I don't think so. Yeah. I think I was too, um, like, anxious to play around mm. people at that point. Oh, so tough, yeah. I didn't, like, I was, I didn't want to seem like I wasn't proficient at guitar. Mm-hmm. I think that's why I didn't play it. That's a that's a good thing to think about, too, for um, those of us music therapists hearing this. Sometimes our clients might want to play that, um, that uh, instrument that we use to facilitate um, themselves. So, you know, now I'm thinking, oh, maybe in my groups, I should bring an extra guitar with me instead of just the percussive instruments. Yeah. If she had another guitar, I would have played it with her. Oh, really? Yeah. Now that oh, I think about it. Awesome. Cause I think she only had one guitar. Wow. So you had this opportunity to not only listen to live music being played, but dive into the words and the lyrics and the meaning and the um, connection to yourself, but then you also played with a group together. Yeah. Um, I think another part of it that I really enjoyed was the group, mm-hmm. the whole group, uh, sense of it, having other people to bounce off, like how they're feeling mm-hmm. and kind of to relate to other people, mm-hmm. um, to relate to other people with the same song, mm. like, uh, she would play a song and then she would ask us as a group, as a whole, how would we, like, how did we feel about mm-hmm. that? Like, what emotions came up? And then someone would say something and then I'm thinking, oh, I felt that same way. Yeah. And then just that solidarity alone feels really, really good. Yeah. And that all came from just hearing someone play the guitar in front of us. Wow. Yeah. It's like the music therapist didn't really have to do too much. <laughs> Like, just facilitate a safe space for people to come together around music. Yeah. And it sounds like um, one person picking a song and then having other people support them with that song choice is so validating, so comforting. Yeah, it it was really comforting because at that point... Like, when you're in that kind of mood, like, you're in that low, mm-hmm. you kind of feel like you're alone. Mm. Um, because you see other people 
just like a, something as simple as seeing someone else smile, mm. you're like, oh, they, they don't understand how I'm feeling or this doesn't happen to them. Oh, but yeah. then when you're in a group and hearing people say the same things that you're thinking, yeah, it's like, wow, I, I'm not alone. Mm-hmm. There's someone else out there that feels the same way. And uh, just that sense of uh, being together mm-hmm. in that sense really, really helped. Yeah, yeah. That's so cool. It's like just like you're talking to the importance of growing and learning and healing together with other people. Yeah, and also like being open about how you're feeling. Mm, like having Kinda, that vulnerability piece. Yeah, not being afraid of what other people will think. Mm-hmm. And that just plays off to what you're saying about uh, creating a safe space mm-hmm. for us to share all those emotions together. Yeah. And just support each other. Mm-hmm. So important. Oh, I want to, like, just, like, give a pat on the back to all of us music therapists doing this work in the communities that we're part of, um, especially when it comes to groups, because, you know, I think about my experience, and um, groups are not my favorite to facilitate just because there's so much to think about. And there's a lot to prepare and there are so many personalities to um, support in one space at one time. And it can be overwhelming, like as the therapist, but hearing how rewarding it was for you, just, it just makes, it makes me want to facilitate more groups so that more people can have that same safe space and, um, that support from other people who have that same lived experience. What's also interesting, I'm thinking about it more, I usually didn't like the group sessions. Oh, like before you tried music therapy? Yeah, Mm. before music therapy, um, I prefer just one-on-one talk therapy. Yeah. And I also uh, tried art therapy as well. Oh, cool. Um, That was also as a group. But it didn't, it's funny because I went to school for fine arts and that one didn't hit me as hard as the, yeah. as the other one. I mean, um, it's probably because you went to, you were in school for fine arts. <laughs> that's right. I think we talked about that because, um, let's give like a small, like funny example. I remember I was drawing something with crayons and I was using like a red, we can just use red as an example. And I think the art therapist is like, oh, you're using that because you feel this way. I'm like, no, I'm using red because it works with the color, the color, the other colors that are in there. <laughs> works with the composition. Like, I was thinking too much about mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's why it didn't uh, uh, connect with me. Yeah, because you, you had, like, very um, specific reasons and intentions for picking the utensil that you wanted to color with. Yeah. <laughs> It's just, it's, it's, it's kind of funny thinking back to it, mm-hmm. thinking back to that situation. Mm-hmm. I know with music therapy too, oftentimes um, it can be harder for professional musicians to join in the music therapy or um, feel the, the benefits, the therapeutic aspect of music therapy because they're so focused on like the notes and the rhythms and the words and um, it's like they're, they're because they're trying to play music professionally or perfectly or whatever, they're not as much maybe connected with themselves, like their internal world. So I wonder if that maybe would have been your experience if you played guitar in that space. Yeah, I was just thinking about that. I think I had to forget about all that Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. I I did play trumpet and guitar a lot and Mm -hmm. whenever I was in an ensemble the the goal was to be like perfect yeah so I would pick up if something is is flat or sharp or or you strummed it the wrong way so I think going into it I had to just turn that part of my brain off Mm -hmm. and just try to enjoy the music for what it really was Mm -hmm. and I think that that's how it connected with me. Mm-hmm. I had to tell myself, I'm not here to play. I'm not here to perform. Yeah. I'm not here to analyze 
this song. I'm here to just be in the space with this song mm-hmm. with all these people. That's a so. that's a good reminder for um, us music therapists to remember, and and maybe something for us to bring up when we have when we're working with professional musicians. Like, yes, you'll probably recognize if it's sharp or flat or out of time or whatever, but um, that's not really what we're here for right now. We're just here to experience it. And I guess I couldn't do that with the art. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. at that point, uh, I wasn't involved with uh, the Caballeros anymore. Oh, 2017. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of detached from... Uh, playing it like performing aspect yeah playing at a a higher level Mm -hmm. but I was currently in school (laughs) for art (laughs) for yeah for fine arts and drawing and painting yeah so I I couldn't shut that that part (laughs) off (laughs) you're like I just want to pick whatever color works with this palette (laughs) and with this composition (laughs) yeah so you know thinking about this time of your life and where you are today um do you feel like music has played a part in you stepping into your own and finding your identity as an adult now? Oh, every single day. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, it's kind of hard to even describe how that would make sense or how that would work. Mm-hmm. But there's just something about music that you can just connect with. For me, I I tend to gravitate towards artists who um, kind of talk about the more sad subjects, mm. who kind of illuminate something that someone else wouldn't want to talk about. Mm-hmm. So it kind of it makes me feel there's like a comfort level in there hearing someone else talk about their problems, mm. like oh I'm not alone in this. So yeah. that's how it helps me um, every day. Like, when I'm sad, I like to listen to sad music. Yeah. Not happy music. Yeah. Happy music will make me feel even worse. Oh, gosh. Mm-hmm. Which is, like, it's interesting to think about that. Mm-hmm. Like, when you're sad, you want to listen to sad music. It doesn't make me um, more sad. It makes me better because I feel more comfort in that. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel comfort in hearing those uh, those deep chords, those... Um, those strong lyrics Mm -hmm. so I think that's how it impacts my life yeah and it sounds like even in the way that you use music for yourself today it kind of mimics that music therapy session I didn't even think about that but yeah it just stuck yeah yeah because another thing the songs that were in the book weren't all happy songs Mm -hmm. they weren't all um like positive songs yeah i think like some of them were and then some of them weren't Mm. and i think i I don't remember which song i picked but i think most of us picked the sadder songs Mm -hmm. and i think that was better Mm -hmm. well that was better for me at least Mm -hmm. because it made me feel like it was okay to hear a sad song Mm. it was okay to just sit and feel your feelings it was okay to do that and then it was even better because we were with other people and we were able to feel those feelings and then express them. Mm-hmm. And then after the expression, we get the support. Yeah. I wonder for you if um, before your time in music therapy, did you think it was um, like bad to listen to sad songs or did you have like some sort of feeling associated with that? I, I think I did. Mm. I, cause I remember like I was always, I always gravitated towards sadder songs, mm-hmm. but when I would show people, they're like, why are you listening to this sad song right now? Ugh. Don't you want to be happy? Wow. So I think that just got stuck in your head. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, um, yeah, I got stuck in my head and it was hard for me to learn that I was okay. Mm-hmm. And I think it took going to a music therapy session to break me out of that. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh, so impactful. It's so cool to hear your experience in music therapy and, you know, how it how it even rewired those parts of your brain that said certain types of music are not good. Mm-hmm. It gave you the yeah, freedom from that. There weren't any labels on mm-hmm. anything in that space. Mm-hmm. 
it was just be who you are, listen to what you want to hear, mm-hmm. and just feel your feelings. Wow. This is a good conversation. I'm really enjoying hearing, like, from a client's perspective, what it's like and, and like, how that, like, I think you only had, how many sessions did you have with music therapy? And It was less than five. Yeah, like three, maybe. It was probably maybe. three. I think it was three, yeah. Wow. It's also, for me, it's very cool talking to you about this because you understand it. Mm-hmm. When I tell other people that I went to a music therapy session, they're like, oh, so someone just played you a song. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, no. And now you're, like, in the place like that we music therapists are in every single day where you have to, like, educate people on what it actually is. Yeah. And that in and, and of itself is, like, a burden. Yeah. I remember going into it, too. I already knew what, <clears throat> what music therapy was. Yeah. And the other people, they didn't. And they thought it was just, like, a little concert. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh. I think I remember some conversations happening either, like, right before she started playing or maybe after that that was kind of the mood. Yeah. And I wonder if it was part of the um, the group or maybe the, like, spiel before the group started um, where the music therapist said, okay, this is what we're doing. This is music therapy. This is what it's going to be like. This is why we're here. Yeah. Or maybe I, she didn't. I, she I don't did. know. I don't... I don't really remember. I think she did say something. Mm, mm-hmm. But... Either was, way... Yeah. Either way, it seems like the group kind of got a feel for, oh, this oh. isn't just a concert. Oh, after, like, the first song, everyone was on board. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, everyone <laughs> knew exactly what was happening. Everyone was like, wow, this is really cool. Yeah, yeah. I think... Um, this conversation is going to be so, so great for music therapists to hear um, because oftentimes our work can um, be heavy and monotonous and we go through the same thing so often that um, it's easy to forget how impactful our work is and how long lasting its effects are. So I hope to all of you listening that this has been inspirational for you to hear from a client's perspective um, how amazing music therapy was and how it's still um, affecting, you know, your everyday life. Um, Tim, I so appreciate you sharing all this with us and being open to talking about it. Oh, Thank of course. Thank you so much. Yeah, I appreciate you having me on your podcast. Yeah. This is that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wonder if there's anything else that that you'd like to share before um before we sign off. Hmm. The one thing that I was thinking about when you were just speaking was how like I wish I can do that more. Go to more sessions. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was like five years ago. Wow. And I'm kind of itching for it. Oh, yeah. Kind of like a, not a one-on-one music therapy session, but like the group ones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that that would be uh, for me. But just to like bounce off what you were saying, it, yeah, it wasn't just like the small thing that happened. It was something that really impacted me. Mm. Something I think about in a positive light. Uh, very often. Mm-hmm. Like, it was a dark time in my life, but I'm so happy it happened, and I'm so happy I was able to experience all these different things um, in terms of the that treatment that I got. So, And I wonder, yeah. too, if that time and that experience, I think maybe I already said this earlier, but impacted, like, who you are today and, and just your, like, the ability that you had to just get up and move like move across a different state and start your life in this new place and, you know, go out on your own as a new professional. Yeah, it all started uh, in 2017, mm. I think, with hitting that low point because then I was able to deconstruct everything and then just build. Mm-hmm. And part of, that, part of that was going to those three music therapy sessions. Wow. That was part of the foundation of my 
rebuilding uh, stage. Mm-hmm. The process. Oh, so cool. And that's an encouragement to anyone listening. Like, music therapy or another type of therapy can be the catalyst that you need to make and embrace change in your life and and see the possibilities moving forward and that other people are going through the same exact thing for me that was the most important thing to to uh learn mm-hmm. that it wasn't just me mm-hmm. yeah it can feel so isolating sometimes mm-hmm. yeah well tim thanks again um where can people find you and connect with you my Instagram, tmiller95. Which, if you if you follow me on Instagram, you've probably seen yeah. me tag him so many times. <laughs> yeah, and then on my bio on my Instagram is my website. Awesome. I'm not going to say it because there's just so many dashes in it. <laughs> and it's just easier just to click on the link. Yeah. So, yeah, if you want to connect, uh, tmiller95 on Instagram. Awesome. Thanks so much, Tim. Yeah, of course. Thank you. Of course. Well, I hope all of you enjoyed this conversation, hearing um, what music therapy is like from a client's perspective. I know for me, this conversation was really rich um, to just get the inside scoop from someone who's willing to talk about it and who I haven't worked with personally. (laughs) So we don't have any HIPAA problems. Um, Well, I will uh, see you all on Instagram and connect with you again over here in our next conversation.